the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's really quite a psychological trick we're living through. As you watch this imbecile, this unfit, this embarrassment of a human being, Joe Biden. As you watch him normalize failure, normalize the deceit by just continual lie after lie after lie. It's, it's, it's almost impressive. But if you've uh, witnessed Democrats, which you have, as you see what happened to a once great city, a county, the entire county as a punchline in Cook County, as you see what the quality of life in Illinois has become, this strategy by the mafia works. It's how you get slaves to thank you for giving them beans. You starve them. And you make them used to it. You lie repeatedly to where they're in a delusion where they'll pretty much believe any word that comes out of anybody's mouth. Now, this really doesn't work among people of character and IQs, people who are not naturally Democrats. But among the Democrat scourge, it doesn't matter. In, in fact, what they get to do is they actually start to cheer their abuser. It's, it's really fascinating. As president... The first year I was president, I cut the federal deficit by $350 billion. Now, to a Democrat moron, to one of these union sloths, these fat asses who want to pretend there's such a thing as a municipal workers, these, these morons, they sit there like a child in a theater for the first time with their mouth open, little spittle running down their chin, and they say, oh, really? And they're completely ignorant to exactly what this lying, cheating political whore did which is massively print up $2 trillion instantly. Somehow this becomes in cutting a deficit because they lie about the numbers. This so-called government, which I believe is a mafia, is the only entity on the planet that can lie right to your face, and there is no ramifications. In fact, among moron constituents, they believe it, and they vote for it. And that's how you turn out with a freakish-looking God knows what, dressed like a detective from 1933, ruining the city of Chicago. This is how you normalize failure. You normalize mediocrity because those people who are inhabitants of this kind of corruption, they start to just, eh, okay, it seems like it's plausible. And you know how much I cut it this year? How much, dummy? How much did you cut it? Because what you have done is you sent $60 billion to the oligarch country that bribed you and your crack-smoking son for years. Is that, I wonder, is that $60 billion in the number? How about the $850 million you just sent this week? 
or the 850 million you sent two weeks ago. Is that in the number? Where exactly did you save money there, wet socks? And how did they get wet, you feeble fascist? Cut. Cut this year. Cut. By the end of September, I will have cut the federal budget by one trillion four hundred. Now listen to the moron. They're probably a union teacher, all fat with her love handles at all kinds of inappropriate places, making gavadils in her shorts. She's the one. Woo! Woo! This is how stupid a Democrat is. Billion dollars. Cut the deficit. Now, do you blame this whore who's only standing there because he's perfected the art of lying to the faces of people over half a century. Do you blame this habitual, sociopathic liar, Joe Biden, this moron? Or do you blame the spittle-drooling scumbags that call themselves Democrats? I, I pick both. You all remember what the economy was like when I was elected a country in a pandemic with no real plans how to get out of it? And this... I blame Donald Trump. This is why you never, ever buy the idea you can somehow shut down the economy. Didn't you see this from a thousand years away? Didn't everybody know this is what's going to happen? Because these imbeciles who would vote for this feeble whore in the first place, they believe this. They cannot remember when life and prosperity and success was the norm. This is the norm for them. They're always telling the economic lies because their constituents believe in a philosophy of failures. They like to hear about the economic cannibalism that promises to hurt the only private businesses that thrive, the only private sections of our economy that provide life sustenance for us. They want to hurt because they cannot do. They're Democrats. They are genetic failures. They are genetic economic predators. That's who makes up the Democrat mafia. So for this, I blame Donald Trump. You never believe a Democrat ever. So when they tell you, let's shut it down, it'll be fine. You say no, because if we would not have shut down the federal government, only the sewers of corruption known as Democrat stronghold states would have gone through those problems that the rest of the country had to go through. And by the way, the country run by good governors didn't go through it at all. I'm broadcasting from Studio Xanadu. Millions of people out of their jobs. Families and cars, remember, backed up for literally miles, waiting for a box of food to be put in their trunk. Just a box of food to be put in their trunk because they didn't have enough to eat. Most of those wretched human beings who would go and take the food for nothing are Democrats. That's how they live. I don't know one person that drove through the food thing. That's not to say Republicans didn't. Maybe they did. I have friends took the check, took the PPP loan. That's the way it works. But that is the trick of the Democrat scourge, to normalize the low character of the Democrat, also known as the welfare roach. And now he's done it. So there's too many roaches to argue against his lies. Bald-faced and Botox-faced they be. We got a long way to go because of inflation, because of the, I call it, the Putin tax increase. Putin because of gasoline and all that Wrong. grain he's keeping from being able to get to the market. Well, you know what's nice is that the idiot Democrat 
doesn't understand that the reason that the weak can't leave Ukraine isn't because of Vladimir Putin. It's because of the oligarchs pretending to be the government that mind their own port, the stupid morons they are. But they are Democrats by nature anyway. And then the storm came and the mines are all the way from Turkey to God knows where. And the idiot Ukrainian government oligarchs still don't know. And they still have lost that war, which we're pretending they didn't because we're not sending money. The one thing about a Democrat, as you could tell by the Jane Byrne so-called exit ramp that's taking, what, 35 fracking years and the same construction companies are cash and checks and nobody even gives a rip anymore, is once a spending fraud policy is in place, the Democrat voter, the Democrat constituents, the American welfare roach, they really don't monitor it because they don't care. They're more interested in what's on the the late night TV and how much pork rinds are because this is how they live. They live for nothing. They live like roaches. They're not concerned about the the economic standings because if they were, they couldn't be Democrats in the first place. Nobody could be a Democrat. If you are not a covetous loser or a corrupt predator on the stupid, you cannot be a Democrat. These Democrats, however, can come out on a day when they should be questioned about every standard of living that is collapsing in this country, not to mention this is the lowest time in America's history that people are unhappy about the country. The polls show that Americans seem to be losing confidence in the country. A new Gallup poll shows that just 38% of U.S. adults say they are extremely proud to be American. That's the lowest point of the extremely... That's always 38%, but it's CNN. One thing's for certain, if you could look around the towns and you look around how people drive, you look how they live. I went to the airport today. You look at how these slobs go to public. Of course, 38% are happy with it because 30% are on short buses. 30% are morons. 30% don't know you can make a right on a, re- on a red light if there's no sign. 30% will always vote for a Democrat. That's how you get the sewer of Chicago with that freaking nature, dressed like a 1933 detective, arguing about how she wants a dome on a stadium that doesn't have a football team. That's Chicago. That's the Democrat way. Be proud rating since Gallup started asking that question back in 2001. St. Paul shows the confidence in major institutions at the lowest point since they've been asking the questions. A Monmouth University poll found that 88 percent of Americans say the country is heading in the wrong direction. So you got 38 percent, then you got 88 percent. Only a Democrat could get those numbers and not question the fracking poll because they're imbeciles. But here's the other thing. There's this thing that they like to call. I don't like to call it that way, but let's call it a middle class. Those are people with jobs who carry the major burden of political follies. These are the ones who are so browbeat down, they don't understand how much better their life would be, that they wouldn't be in the so-called middle class. They would be thriving citizens if they got rid of these Democrat roaches practicing cannibalism of their money. See, let's not call it what they want to call it. There is no such thing as socialism. It is fascism that destroys the people not in the crime family. That's what it is. It's cannibalism of the strong, which is the exact opposite way cannibal societies actually live. They ate the weak and the worthless. This one economically eats the strong until everybody is in this soup, until it's normal to say, gee, I'll take my Lexus to go get a box of food from a Democrat scumbag. When's my next $1,400? Because simultaneously with this, Welfare, once again, 
increases in the month of July. If you are on welfare, if you are on governance sustenance, you got a thousand extra dollars this month. One thousand. So when they ask them about the, the food increases and inflation, they don't give a rip. They haven't paid for anything in their lives. And the ones who pretend to be the philosophers, the educated ones, the doctors and the lawyers, these are deadbeat roaches who no matter how much money they make, they still don't want to pay for their education. Do you think it's because they're just scum on the inside, or do you think that they know it really wasn't worth the paper it was printed on? And now they all got a license to steal from the honest American. There's few who remain to be proud about a principle and a society that doesn't practice even a country mile from the standard of freedom and liberty, even though the dingbat Harris has the audacity to mention those words to Chicago communists, National Teacher Union communists around the world. I can't even believe it came out of her face. But then again, I'd be appalled at what went into that face. While you work hard to teach the principles of liberty and freedom in your classroom. Yeah, because that's what these Democrat Union communists have been teaching. Liberty and freedom. If this country had one iota of it, you'd throw each and every one of these Democrats out on their fat, lazy, useless asses. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Normalize the welfare roach. Make them feel like a man. Make them feel like an American citizen, like one who went to work. And before you know it, you have welfare roaches celebrating an economy they destroyed. Because as you pump out money to these useless human beings, you destroy the value of the working man's dollar. This is how every society that practices a philosophy they hide under called socialism, it's not really socialism. It's economic cannibalism. And that's why all of these South American hellhole sewers are the areas where people are fleeing as if O'Leary's cow kicked the lantern over. Now, every once in a while, you get one of these entitled roaches who are proud about getting something for nothing. They're normally called Democrats, and they live in areas that you wouldn't really drive to unless you flush something or, you know, down the toilet. Areas like uh, Cicero which is such a joke that it is a national punchline, a national punchline, because they, too, have normalized failure and corruption. It's a shame because there are good people in there, but they're getting fewer, and that's what happens as the roaches take over. Let's go to one. Jose Cicero, Democrat yes, Roach. Okay, yeah, but all the names calling and call for it. I mean, well, I'm he, a, I'm you know a, why? A, You're taking money hey, from hey, me on, and no. giving it to you. Now, nah, I don't think I want to talk to you, Roach. Get out of here. I don't think I want to talk to you, Roach, and hear how virtuous it is for you to sit on your lazy, useless ass and ask for more or something for nothing. Because as I listen to these scourge, as a taxpayer, as somebody who is extorted, I realize what you've taken from our future, the real the real earners, the people who took advantage of the idea of freedom and liberty that Kamala Harris wants to spew out of her mouth. I realize the destruction to my country, the destruction to my dollar. I think about, are we in inflation? Are we in recession? 
Yes, yes, yes. Why? Because we've normalized the roach. And we made them feel so important. Just stay home. We'll send you all you need. We'll take it from everywhere. In fact, there aren't enough real workers to take it. So we'll take it from generations yet born. And then the roach comes on. I'm just like you. No, you're not, scourge. You cannot exist without extorting extorting from earners. You cannot exist without lying about the debt you create to destroy the future. You are the willful slave Democrat. And you don't care if it's Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or Joe Mataraz. You don't care who it is. It could be Stalin. And you'll vote for the Democrat, not because you believe in anything, but because you are the true face of greed. You are the man that with conscience would strip away food from children and women. You are the problem with this country. Not rootin' tootin' Putin. Not any other country. What you've done under the guise of what? Entitlement? Entitlement to what? What you've done no foreign adversary in a country could do. You, sir, are a roach. And I don't even like calling you sir because you may be one of those silly freaks with your hair and pink ponytails for all I know. Ta-da! You're a Democrat. Exactly. And here, listen to what their new ideas are in their Democrat sewers. Even though the most beautiful state on God's green earth, destroyed by roaches, like the one in Cicero. California has become the first state to guarantee free health care to all low-income immigrants. It's part of Governor Newsom's operating budget, which pledges to make all low-income adults. All of them. All the drug addicts, all the 450-pound Gavadil machines, all of them. Sitting there sweating, disgusting, despicable. How do you, how do you get the health care? Well, you take it away from everybody working. And what do you do all day? I wait for my CTA free passes so I could ride around like I'm busy. You fraud. Eligible for the state's Medicaid program by 2024. Medicaid. Medicaid, Medicare, green stamp, food stamp. You make me sick. Get off your ass and do something. And then maybe you'll feel the righteous anger. Of somebody who's been extorted in the name of a sloth, formerly called the Democrat. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, listen, I got to give you a little background for something that I'm about to say about your comment about Trump. And this. I used to listen to Doug. Oh, he was a roach. That uh, Joe Walsh. He was, I thought he was good at first. Irish and, you know, gypsy. Every he got, if his mother, you know, he's a bust out. You know that piece of garbage and his scarecrow? They owed me two grand for a year. For a year, he finally had to call his brother to send him a check because he's a bust out. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'd be, I'd, I'd start listening to him every day. I get every time he'd get on there, he'd find some kind of opportunity to take and just throw off Trump under the bus. Everything. So him and I tangled on the radio a couple times. I made that. Yeah, hey, what do you? You follow him just no matter what he can do. He can do right and say, hey, because he's like a, a abused child. You know, he gets get, get can't catch a break from all the dumb rants and everything like that. And you you don't need to hop on on the bus also. Okay. So, but here's the thing. You made a comment about Trump with that uh, thing with the uh, COVID and, and, and all that thing. And I'll tell you what. I'm so you, I just told you this because, you know, I'm not, I'm one of these guys. I, I basically protect or like stick up for Trump a lot and everything. But here's the thing. You're exactly right. What Trump made a mistake. But I think he flinched. I think they finally, the one time they got him to flinch, he was afraid that, like, where all kind of hell they were going to bring against him. He should have known. You know, he should have known. Do you I know. know why he didn't? I think he knew when he went. No, I think it was he didn't because for the same reason he loves the complicated hairdo and the spray tan. He's under the impression people will ultimately accept him once they get to know him. He's wrong. 
This isn't about your hair. This isn't about your tan. This isn't about your suit. This isn't about success. This is the philosophy of a demagogue tyrant calling himself a Democrat, a loser who doesn't want to do anything except strip other human beings of their future, of their wealth in the name of their needs. And they even hide behind the word entitlement. You're entitled to nothing, Jose. You're entitled to nothing, Democrat roaches. Get off your ass and do something. You ruin everywhere you touch. We'll be back. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Here's the thing. As of 8.37 in the morning today, the morning, 100 people have been shot in the sewer of Chicago. That's just the city. That's not including the utopia of Cicero. 100 people in six days. Merrick Garland, he doesn't, what's, is that not close enough to home? Aren't there enough campaign contributors to the Democrat mafia? How about the summer of joy? You remember when that freakish mayor with her phony male pattern baldness and her ridiculous three-piece 1935 detective costume said it was going to be the summer of joy 522 people shot what are the deaths of fentanyl laced drugs in illinois merrick garland doesn't want to investigate any of that we're not gonna ah, ah what are you gonna do what are you gonna do democrat utopia year to date in the city of Chicago, as of 8.37 this morning, 1,688 people. How many are shot in the Dunbas? How many, how many are shot there, you imbeciles? That's how you normalize Democrat dictatorship. It's not leadership. There's that, to call any one of these imbeciles a leader of anything except the corruption. They're pied pipers to morons. That's what their Democrat politicians are. Pied pipers to morons. Kira and Elgin. Sean, I needed to comment again on the mentality of these people who do want stuff for free. Okay, I have to keep bringing up my single mom in the 70s who never took food stamps or aid. She always had a full-time job at, as a teacher's aide and at Walgreens. But I saw that. I saw, and my siblings are always working. So guess what? I have three sources of income. And I probably will work till I'm 70. I'm 63. So maybe because I was raised by a parent like that, I know the value of doing hard work. Whereas Jose it's, from Cicero may have an example of someone who it's is character. maybe lazy. You know, I had a friend of mine text me. Oh, you should, you know, let's see what the idiot would have said. Why? He hasn't the character to listen to my show. Drive your welfare car d- down to Burger King and get yourself a gourmet meal, Roach. I don't, I don't go against poor people. I was one. My, I have a very similar story to you, doll. Very similar. My mother would go with the red clicker to not go over what was in her purse for the taxes and never would have taken green stamps. Now you have men, able-bodied men, tell you how proud they are. To take welfare. You've got doctors and lawyers and accountants and and the upper echelon of earners now tell you how virtue it is to not pay their own college debt. These are the scum of the earth. And these are Congress people as well. How many Congress people wanted to get rid of their own 
their own college tuition. This is a is a, a war of character. You don't have a war going on with Vladimir Putin. You have a war going on with the American sloth, and they're winning. And it's because people forgot how to have dignity. They don't have any. Just take a look around at these slobs. Go to the airport, Kara. You want to get sick to your stomach? Go to the airport at 5.30 in the morning. My word. Between the armpit urine smell of Democrat failure B.O. and the sloths walking around with their cottage cheese hanging out of their yoga pants, stop selling those things above a size 14, will you please? Jeff in Wheaton. Hey, how are you? Uh, thanks for showing up today so a cockroach can eat. I appreciate that. Anytime, yeah. You know, I've been calling him Grandpa Simpson since he's been running this country. And I'll tell you what, I've been listening to your show more and more, and you just give me that same testicular fortitude that you spew here, where I just, I've had it. I'm done being friendly and kind no. and, and keeping my mouth shut. It's time to tell people and shame them and say, this is you. You voted for this, not me. You voted for the party that wants to murder the unborn. You voted for the party that supports the illegal alien, the welfare roach, not me. So let's go, Brandon. I love it, Jeff. I love it. And when you think about what it takes out of the average family, they're nonsense Obamacare. Do you realize how corrupt this is, how these drug addict rehab centers are just raking it in on this scam of Obamacare? You took $25,000 a year out of every family of four. Now, there are morons out there that think they're subsidized. They don't even know what a freaking subsidy is. You're not subsidized. You're destroying the future. You're taking $25,000 of wealth, whether your company pays for it or you do, it's a destruction of private wealth to fund the roaches. That's who that benefits. That's why it's going to stay in there. How many of these scum Tea Party morons like Adam Kinzinger and the Irish gypsy that used to be on this station, how many just send there, we're going to rip it off by the roots, and what happens? It gets stronger. Why? Because they're whores. They get their check from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, those scumbags. They get their check and they shut their mouth. What have you destroyed out of the working man's future? And the, and, the, and the failure just feeds on itself and feeds on itself. That's why everything skyrockets under these idiots. Vladimir Putin. You think you got a war with him? you got a war with the American Soviet, not the ex-Soviet. Dave in Scranton, Kansas. How you doing, Sean? Good, Dave. How are you? I've been listening to you for probably since you've been on the air. Wonderful. I just moved from uh, Elwood, Illinois to Scranton. And things aren't that much different. You know, you're fighting. What's the demographics of where you moved? Forgive me, I don't know the demographics. Is it is it a heavy Democrat? Is it a heavy Republican? What do you got going on? Pretty much everybody in the rural area is conservative. Well, that's always the way. Same thing with Illinois. Yeah. But who's who's the who's the party in charge of your area? Who's the party in charge of your county? We got a Republican guy that just put down the mill rates on our tax, which I I moved here. It was eighty four hundred. I bought one hundred and seventeen acres. All right. Okay. And it went up to twelve, and I went to the think about uh, the local courthouse and had an interview, you know, with them. And they said, "Well, it is what it is." And I'm like, "It is what it is." Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Dave, listen, I, uh, I went long with you. I got to go on break, but Dave, listen, I'm going to make you feel good. How many acres you got, brother? 
117. I got a shanty in Elmwood Park. We pay the same property taxes. So at least you can walk around your 117 <laughs> acres in a thong, and nobody's going to say, Jack, I got to worry about a welfare roach that's uh, getting foreclosed on that may break my window. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. All right, we got on the line here, possibly, potentially, a congressman from Wisconsin, and he does not want to expand the programs of something for nothing known as Democrat policies. Chuck in Dullivan. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for letting me on. Hey, you were talking about O'Hare and going to O'Hare and seeing all the people that work oh, there that just they're just on, a, uh, on the, the dole. The stink, the the inhumanity, called it, calling itself humanity. Not a straight board on the whole damn airport. $8.5 billion every three years. They're just ringing the register. If you, if you go if you go to Milwaukee, all those people that scream and yell at you and wave with flags and has the people with flashlights, there are none. If you go to the Rockford Airport in Rockford and fly out of there and fly Allegiant and go to Florida, you go over there, you can fly to Florida for 43 bucks, wow. and there's nobody over there yelling and screaming at you or waving a flashlight at you over there either. I don't know how those airports get by without having the hundreds of people over there screaming and yelling at you and hit your cars with the orange flashlight. Because it's not an airport. It. It's a cash register for the mafia. O'Hare is not an airport. O'Hare is a front oh. for corruption. From those, from what they, how they shake down those concession stands to the nonsense, the money laundering scheme. Every three years, there's a new price. Where's the money? It goes to the same fat ass Guido Sarducci's who kick back to the Democrats or they get their family with the corks on the forks to all vote for Democrats. It's a scam. It is an organized crime front. It's like one of those places you never see anybody in it. Yet every year they got they got massive, massive money that's made out of it. It's a front. That's what it is. And if it wasn't for, for the willingness for United and other major air, air, air carriers to be shaken down by these Democrat gangsters, it would fall on its face. I can't even believe. You know, these are major corporations. It's like when ComEd got shaken down by that Irish dwarf, Madigan. What are you, out of your mind? You're going to get shaken down by these slobs? You better put these pretend butter-handed wannabe gangsters back in place because they'll take over and they'll ruin everything. And O'Hare is the best Sean, example. Sean, can I, can, I say, can I say something else? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to say something. How I don't care for Carmella Harris come, coming to Highland Park and she sits there and she wants to do gun control and everything. You know, all the people in Waukesha, there was a racist that was up there that had a red SUV that drove through 49 people, killed yeah. nine dancing grandmas, and Biden nor Harris ever came up there to see them. That what about is such reverse discrimination. Oh, I, no. What about Ferret Face, Merrick Garland? Did Ferret Face, Merrick Garland ever say anything? No. no? But I mean, no? I mean, this guy, this guy was a known racist, just like this crazy kid. Because this is not, you know, Trump, this is not a political. We're not arguing over nuances of policy. These are the scourge in America, all in one party. Now, Republicans have scourge, too. The difference is I call them out. You call them out. Regular Republicans reject the frauds like Mitch McConnell, reject the frauds like John Boehner and Paul Ryan. They don't. They will step and fetch. 
because of that scum. That's why I'm running. I, that's, that's why I'm running. I hate Paul Ryan, and I hate Good. that he sacrificed our country and wouldn't give $28 billion to, yeah. to, to, to Trump for the wall. Just do me a favor. Him. Get yourself what? one of those peanut trimmers and trim that fracking beard, will you please, for God's sake? You know what? You trim that up, you put a suit on. You know, people have voted Somebody told me. Somebody told me today, they go, you got to trim that, and you got to get that egg from breakfast out of your beard. Yeah, and what did you tell them? That's your thing? No, I yeah. told them I didn't know I had egg in my breakfast from beard. Yeah. Uh, in wait till beard. that but, hog oh, family, I, wait till the Pritzkers, your hogs, wait till they figure out you're going to leave for Washington. They're going to be very upset. They're probably going to gain weight. All right. Neil and Bartlett. Hey, Sean. How you doing, man? Good, um man. We, we talked uh, last week about the whole voting experience here in Barlett yeah. um, with the no IDs and stuff. And, and um, I'm just trying to figure out a way because with the gerrymandering that goes on in this state, I mean, me and my wife, we're, we're, we're exploring. We're looking at Tennessee, Florida. I know you're down in Florida, but. Neil, you, you know, just, when I, when I I'm read looking your... for, Hold on. I'm just looking for some like kind of resources here, a way to, to work around the cheating Democrats that constantly bowl us over, and we just sit there and take it because we're more mature than them. They're like children. We're their parents. And uh, just trying to find a way around this that, that works, that Neil, we can fight. Go I'm going to tell you something, brother. I grew up in a wonderful place where the guys had incredible character, yet when voting came around, they voted for the Democrat Party because they were, they were mobsters and they knew how to make that register sing. Here's the other thing. I also grew up gambling. My whole life, my whole life, I was a little kid. My grandfather make me run the football bets over to the phony pool hall. I knock on the door, give the bets. That's my whole life. I grew up playing cards. I grew up all that. Do you know when you never are gambling? When the game is rigged, you're just a pigeon, yeah. brother. You're just a pigeon. Yeah. And in Illinois, in these counties, these Democrat mafia figures, the game is rigged, brother. And yep. you're a pigeon. Yep. You Hold want on. your vote to count, so, brother? Here. I went long with you. You want your vote to count, brother? You're going to have to go to an area with character. You're going to have to go to a non-Democrat-run area. 312. Oh, I actually have a guest. Fastest show on radio. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The term legal scholar more often than not, misused. Not in this case. Ilya Shapiro, the director of the Robert A. Levy Center for the Constitutional Studies at the Cato Institute and publisher for the Cato Supreme Court Review, before he joined Cato, he was the special assistant advisor to the multinational force in Iraq on the rule of law issues and practice at Peyton Boggs and clearly Gottlieb. He has written a new book, Supreme Disorder, Judicial Nominations in the Politics of America's Highest Court. Ilya, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? My pleasure, but uh, you got me from two jobs ago. I'm now the Director of Constitutional Studies at the Manhattan Institute. Just started this week. Ilya, you got to get on that World Wide Web and freshen it up a little bit. Come on now. Um, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> 
I'm kidding, but I, I, I'm enamored with your career, and I'm enamored with your new book because um, I walked around for years with that American arrogance, thinking that collectivism, totalitarianism, fascism was illegal in my country because my country had a document founded on the unalienable rights of me, little old me, where I didn't have to bend knee to these political whores. Yet here we are, and who helped them more often than not is the Supreme Court. Am I wrong? No, that's, um, we've gone off the rails for, for decades. It's not an overnight thing. It took a while to get uh, off the wrong, uh, on the wrong course, and it'll take a while to, to get us back. But how are we going to get back when we have politicized the Constitution? We've politicized justice. No long are, are, are we miss the days of Antony Scalia, who had what ninety eight percent of ninety eight people said, "Yeah, let him in." Now it's, "Are you a Democrat or are you a Republican?" And it really kind of explains why we are drowning in the quagmire of economic cannibalism. Well. You know, uh, the, what's going on at the court, the dynamic that you're describing in terms of confirmations and nominations, that, it is, that is indeed the subject of my book, Supreme Disorder, Judicial Nominations and the Politics of America's Highest Court, out in paperback uh, as of yesterday, uh, updated for the last uh, couple of Supreme Court uh, nominees. Uh, what we have is a culmination of several trends, where over decades we've shifted power to Washington, and so the court's very important because it's ruling on all these issues for the entire country. Uh, and um, there are divergent interpretive theories that map onto partisan preference at a time when the parties are more ideologically sorted and polarized than they've been since at least the Civil War. And so you can't avoid these knockdown, drag-out fights every time there's a vacancy uh, in, one of these, in one of these precious seats. But, uh, you know, to, to, to fix it, it's not a matter of a, you know, reforming the court. That's uh, addressing the symptoms. It's the ship of state that's the... It's the Titanic. That's the, the, the real issue. Um, and, you know, this, this was a pretty good term for the Constitution. And I think we can see more yeah. of that ahead. Yes, but uh, we also can see that um, being from Chicago, I have a little different window into the mafia. Being from Chicago, I see what it's like when you politicize. Is this because I was just in Sicily for two weeks on vacation that you raised this? Yes, I think it is. That's mafia that's well-dressed. We have mafia of the slots. There's love handles hanging out in our Chicago one. But what they've done is perfect it, where we now have uh, judges in Cook County, judges in Chicago, judges in Illinois. The Supreme Court judge is the wife of clearly one of the top three most corrupt aldermen to ever be in Chicago. She sits there with all the confidence in the world, as he is under indictment as we speak, knowing he's never going to go to trial. We have two sitting Cook County judges that sit on this, an investment group with the same corrupt aldermen. This is something that the only systemic problem that Illinois and Chicago has is this level of corruption, but it holds its roots in the justice system. Once it's corrupted, how do you fix it? Um. Well, if there's no, there are no uh, easier overnight solutions. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing my best talking to journalists, talking to academics, talking to politicians, and you know, writing books, articles, and whatnot. Uh, people are starting to pay attention in the sense that um, they uh, they recognize that this is coming for them. The kind of the illiberal trends. I'm not talking about the liberal trends. 
the illiberal trends in terms of uh, authoritarianism or um, cancel culture or you know, all of these different things. And, and it's manifesting itself in different ways in different institutions. And we're at a crossroads uh, in this country. And so people are uh, thinking about exactly, uh, you know, well, what's, uh, what, what's going on. But I'm, you know, like Justice Brett Kavanaugh, as he testified at his conservation hearings, I live on the funny side of the mountain. And I'm an immigrant myself, so uh, just having celebrated Independence Day, I, I still hold some, some optimism for the country. You know, I'm interested in, in, in the fact that you're an immigrant. I'm interested in that you spent a part of your life as a special assistant and advisor to the multinational force in Iraq. It's interesting to think that we, uh, at the time she was alive, Ginsburg actually was speaking to somebody, I can't remember if it was Iraq or what it was, said not to build their legal system on our Constitution. And I'm in, you know, how do you get Supreme Court justices who have open contempt for the restraints on power that our founding is supposed to have and now clearly has been undermined and bastardized? Well, you know, this is nothing new either. Woodrow Wilson. Uh, more than 100 years ago, not when he was president, even before then, when he was a professor of jurisprudence at Princeton, uh, talked about how uh, you know the, the, the founder's conception is outmoded because now we have expertise in all policy areas and these uh, inefficient checks and balances, separation of powers, that's not the way to do it. We need to instill the German administrative system, talking about Bismarck and all that from 150 <laughs> years ago. And that is the origin of the modern progressive movement right there. So this is not something that has come about, you know, uh, with the advent of TV or social media or after Robert Bork or Roe v. Wade or any of these things. This is, you know, all political trends uh, uh, take a long time uh, to grow. But, uh, you know, there's, there's pushback. And the good news is we are actually products of a nation that fought a civil war. We had a long period of time where, there was a, a, a fact of or an acceptance of right versus wrong. But I'm curious, and I don't know how old you are, but in your lifetime, did you ever think you would live to see a Supreme Court justice nominee for, a, for the American Supreme Court that was unwilling to commit to what a woman was? Did you ever think you'd see something so stupid? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I never thought to ask myself that question. I, I just turned 45. Uh, the, um, the thing is, she didn't even answer the question, I think, right on her own terms. Because she could have just said you know, an adult human female and, you know, let people debate what a female is or something like that. Because, uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was an odd part of this thing. But you know what, what gave me hope um, from her Tanji Brown-Jackson hearing? When she said that originalism is the first tool in the toolbox, that is, interpreting the Constitution uh, for how it, uh, its public meaning when its provisions were uh, enacted. Now, I don't think it's in the next coming of Anthony Scalia or Clarence Thomas or Neil Gorsuch or, or any of that. But the fact that she felt the need to say that, even though her confirmation was pretty much assured, says something. It says that people, and this is borne out by you know, surveys to the extent that they can survey this stuff, people think that Supreme Court justices, that that's what they do, that originalism is the way to go, not kind of making it up as they go along or a loosey-goosey theory of social justice. And so the fact that she in that position with Democratic majorities, when as they were, but still, uh, felt the need to praise originalism, that's the method that you start with, that's that's That that is a good sign. That is a good sign. And, you know, it's funny. A lot of times I'm called because this is a – 
I don't even like the word conservative, but they call, you know, oh, you're a conservative. I'm not right wing. I'm not a Republican. I can't stand the vast majority of Republicans. In fact, I base my philosophy in Americanism, in the absence of political government force in the lives of the individual. And the reason I love the country is that the First Amendment is the one where I can espouse information that I find or that is out there on politicians, the freedom of speech. I can sit on a radio station and point out when we have Republicans or Democrats, the legacy and, and, and the pay-to-play schemes and the corruption that is Chicago, Illinois politics. It's clear that private companies can now use their political philosophies and their political clout, is the word we use in Illinois and Chicago, their political affiliation to censor through their private companies. And ironically, I support that. When the government uses the absence of freedom of speech, when they use things I say to target individuals for their, their, uh, their bureaucracies, isn't it at that point I still have recourse and we, uh, the people, still have recourse against our government? Because I'm going to tell you, it was under the Obama years that people who were forming groups to fight back the Obama administration were being targeted by the IRS. I now see that you know, this is this is a matter of time. It's already happening in some cases. We still have recourses, and we still don't have to be completely afraid of losing that First Amendment. Am I right? That's right. When it comes to the government uh, and the courts, for that matter, First Amendment protections are, are very strong. Where I, where I do see, you know, where I'm concerned is, is corporate America. It's uh, certainly universities. I just went through a long saga with at Georgetown, um, where they made it untenable for me uh, to stay. Now, it's within their rights and powers. This is not a, a First Amendment issue, but um, the, the private side pressures of our culture that's gotten warped um, is, uh, is, is a problem. I mean, after all, if the kids in college and law schools these days uh, aren't tolerating, um, you know, think that any idea that, that offends them is violent, well, when those folks become, you know, have the levers of power in 20, 30, 40 years um, and nothing changed, that's, you know, that's, at that point, that's the end of it. Every time I hear, I hear these imbeciles, these new Democrat Congress people of birthing people or non-birthing people, every time I hear them talk, I just, it's, it's amazing to me that in the year 2022, we're so practicing a, 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 a fascism in the name of, policy in this country and you realize it's because you are unmoored from the principles and what our legal system is supposed to be is that mooring it is supposed to be where now i don't think this policy can exist i don't think you can take from one to give to another even though you never really do that the government just keeps the money have i lost my confidence should i lose my confidence or should i take um take really a, 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 an optimistic t view because of what we just saw the Supreme Court do. Is there a chance we can get that mooring back? Well, I tell you what, you're in Chicago. That's where I went to law school uh, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, my suggestion is go south, young man. You know, Florida, oh, sorry, Arizona, there's, there's Tennessee. There, there are dynamic places that um, you know, people are migrating to. The show's and, broadcast uh, in Chicago, but I am doing this from Florida as we speak. Studios oh, there you go. Isn't that a shame, though, that you have to do that? And um, But it is the truth, because when you can have uh, normalization of a gangster's wife on the Supreme Court of Illinois, it's time to go. Um, I do love the fact that you're still able to write these books and you're still able to articulate it. Um, can my people get it on Amazon? Where should they go to get it? And uh, 
Give them a little Anywhere direction. You like. In fact, if you go if you go to uh, supremedisorder.com, not only will you find uh, links to Amazon and uh, independent booksellers and wherever you want to buy it, you can also for free download a historical and statistical appendix so you can really nerd out on this judicial confirmation politics stuff. And also, uh, I just launched a couple of weeks ago a Substack. That's you know the digital newsletters. You yeah. can subscribe for free uh, or you can pay, and I appreciate that. But it's called Shapiro's Gavel, and um, hope to put up lots of interesting stuff there that I won't necessarily uh, write for the, uh, the Wall Street Journal. When the Biden crime family comes with the black vans, puts the hood over my head, and throws me in a concentration camp, can I drop your name, Ilya Shapiro? Uh, I don't know what good uh, it would do. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get scenario, you to be my lawyer without you're, sending you're, you're you a welcome. check. Come on. You're, you're welcome to use me promiscuously. Uh, if, you, if you need a real lawyer, though, you know, I, I can write you an opinion letter that something's unconstitutional, but if you need a real lawyer, uh, you know, I'll probably refer you. All right. I look forward to talking to you again. Elio Shapiro, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Squirrel Hands likes to call me Surly. I think he's right. I am Surly. The idea that we do not have the rule of law on the side of freedom, on the side of liberty. Everything this rat bastard Joe Biden has done, every policy is unconstitutional. Every single one. We had some big victories recently. It's time to focus on those. And in there lies the good news. JP and Glen Ellen, new caller, first time caller. Hi, JP. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Thanks for having me. Uh, My comments are in regards to the Highland Park shooter. Um, I think both the left and the right should be calling for an investigation on the Illinois State Police. How did this shooter get a FOID card? Uh, literally, well, the verbiage for having the FOID card is mental conditions such as nature that poses a clear and present danger to applicant or a person in the community. Regardless if his dad got him this, there was history there with Highland Park Police. This is just absolutely ridiculous. So let's think and, about this. I, I, you know, I want to talk about this with you for a minute rather than just, you know, because uh, you know, the normal thing is, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's go on. But just wait just one second. What was his history to disqualify him from having the right to have a gun? And I'm, I mean that. And, and I say that knowing the outcome. But you have to remember, JP, if we're going to be free, freedom has some bad outcomes sometimes. Freedom has some bad outcomes sometimes. So is the interactions with the police taking his knives reason to never give this kid a, uh, a FOIT card? Well, um, according to you know, the Illinois State Police and, uh, you know, um, the eligibility for a FOID, um, yes. The answer to that yeah. is yes. See, and, and here's another thing. I'm, you want to know how radically American I am? I'm against the idea of even a FOID card, JP. Isn't that crazy? Oh, and absolutely. I'm, I'm from Texas, man. We What's a FOID card? Yeah. So rather than take the argument of the left, because what they're going to do, J- JP, is they're going to pivot on that argument. And then they're going to use that against you and maybe 
10 years ago, 20 years ago, some moron in a, in a roadhouse in Texas grabbed your sister's derriere, you split his head open, and you had an interaction with the police. So should you not get a FOID card? See, the problem, I, I think we need to focus on all of the other things that could have stopped this kid rather than the idea that we should, we should have never allowed him to, to, to buy the gun. And that's a controversial position, but I'm willing to argue on the side of freedom. Because to me, no, I, if, if there were 17 guys in that building with guns, if there was somebody, maybe you could have stopped it before he killed the parents of the two-year-old. Maybe you could have stopped it. Maybe if his uncle could have pulled his head out of his ass and said, boy, he's got a tattoo of an assassin on his face and inside of his car, maybe I should keep an eye on him. Maybe the father. I'll blame the father. I'll blame the mother. I'll do all of those yeah. things. But I'm never going to blame the freedom because consequences are how you punish bad actions. Not this idea that we could have some sort of a prevent system to prevent people from doing bad things. Because if you do have that, then you have totalitarianism. I'm all for punishing very bad actions. But the idea that we can preemptively stop them is the mindset that leads societies to despotism. I mean, I know it's not the popular argument to have right now. Yeah. But that's the argument worth having. I guess guess my my point is that, you know, more laws don't work. I mean, you know, Illinois police. And and, and what they're saying right now, what the left is saying is let's let's ban assault rifles. Um, Well, AR-15s are semi-automatics. They think that the A stands for assault. So, you know, they don't even know how to define, you know, what an assault weapon is and they they will not define assault weapons you know why know I, I but you know to your previous point why i'm never going to blame the illinois state police my interactions with the few and there are bad in everything believe me i understand that i'm sure there are bad policemen in the illinois state police department my interactions with the illinois state police is they are trying to help you get your freedom get your right to bear arms rather than harm you. So I don't want to ever have a system in a Democrat mafia state that has the idea that we're going to destroy the opportunity. Because you know who you're going to destroy? And you already are. The good people in ghettos. These are people that are perpetual victims. And I want them to be feared by the predators. The only way you're going to solve the problems in, in, in society is so that predators know they don't have a monopoly on the, on the right to commit violence. What keeps a society honest is when a dangerous person is a gentleman out of choice, not out of force. And a society, and it's funny, you know, JP, you're from Texas, I'm in Florida. Everybody in, everybody around, I, I, I'm next to a, a tavern, an old shot in a beer joint. They're all construction guys. Every single one of those guys has a gun right now. And not a mm-hmm. one of them is going to go off tonight. And they're going to get in a fist fight in the parking lot. They're, I've gotten in a fist fight with them. They're going to get in an argument, and not a one is going to get shot because they know the other guy has one too. That's, the, that's what works in a society where the guns are already out. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, and the Democrat areas that try to do it only guarantee victims for life. I went long with you, JP. Thanks for the call, brother. I really appreciate yeah. it. If you want to get on the line, it's 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Property managers and business owners. AM560, The Answer. 
We've got ABC News on here in Studio Xanadu. And Martha Raddus is aging like a skeleton. My word. Do they not have retirement plans? Maybe Joe Biden should address why all these old hag reporters are still on my TV, especially in this age of high D. Retire these wretches. It's like a horror film, for God's sakes. Mark in Oaklawn. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. How are you? Good, Mark. How are you? Hey, I tell you what, you you have the best the best uh, opinions and and freedom and and what this country stands for and uh, and, and, well, and hey, you're not you know and you call out everybody you know you're not afraid to call out Republicans Democrats uh, that's what makes your show so enjoyable is that I really think you're a really sincere guy and I and, am, uh, I, I, am. I don't like any scoundrel <laughs> <laughs> there you go hey my my point is. You know, with this shooting, you know, I was listening to uh, someone talk about it. And it sort of made sense. You know, all these shooters, it seems like a lot of them have something in common that uh, they're all they're all smoking cannabis, you know, and, and cannabis. I know it's been legal last year, but uh, and I don't know if anyone brought this point up. But but, you know, I've, I've been around it and seeing guys that have smoked it, you know, habitually and, you know, really gotten addicted to it. And and it really does strange things to your mind. It really deadens the mind and deadens the will. Well, there's science. You almost have. There's there's I mean, no there's purpose in life. Science. Yeah, and 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 but you know what though, the left doesn't want to talk about that because there's too much money in it for them. You know what's interesting? My my dearest friend in life. We've been friends since preschool, man. He's a lawyer, and I love the kid to death. Very smart guy. He called me up today. We had this same conversation. He was listening to this show from yesterday. And, um, you know, if you if you look at what government is doing, it is so similar to what the Soviets did. The Soviets, in order to stay in power, needed their people intoxicated. That's why in Russia you couldn't get bread, but you could get vodka. As you see these Democrat sewers, what is their economic plan to hold off their corruption in the teachers' union and, and their municipal unions and their pensions? What is their plan to pay for it? And that is to cut in on the Sinaloa cartel of selling marijuana and drugs you've now got rick perry in texas who's invested in a spokesman for uh, this company that's supposed to help with ptsd it's a hallucinogenic it's basically a molly they're trying to legalize ecstasy in mollies and it's unbelievable Mm. what you're seeing here but then again you look at who is in control of our society it's big pharma Big Pharma has gone after, you know, I, I'm, I'm 54. My kids are in college. They've gone after my kids. My oldest daughter, you should see the fighting and the arguing I had to keep her off of all these drugs. Because when you and I were kids, what did they call it? You were hyper. And I will never forget this. They, of course, they called me that because I am. And uh, I was young enough, but I didn't like this teacher. I did not like her. And she goes, oh, you're, you know, he's hyper. We got to get it. I'm not hyper. You're boring. You're boring me. You're boring 90% of the class. You suck at your job. That's why I'm acting up. I could care less what you have to say because you're, you're more interested in going home than you are in teaching. And it was at that hey, point. Sean, I said, can I make one, one point? Problem. Go ahead. Can I make one point? Absolutely. You know, I was, I was in the, in the, the my, my, I got twin girls and they're, they're 18 and they're going to college. And, uh, but I was with them in a, a checkup, you know, with a doctor over some, place and uh, uh you know they were having some some problems you know with their uh, menstrual cycle and all that and 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 the doctor's like oh well, we got to give you abortion pills you know and, and and i said what you know 
uh, they just want to give out these pills and, yeah. and make money, and they don't care about the people, and they don't care about what abortion pills do to young girls. And uh, it's a it's a carnicenic too. I mean, it's uh, and you know what's doing to the water too. You know, it, 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 it's it, we we live in a society of pills. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just there's two uh, you countries know, you, know, you can advertise people medication. Wanna, people don't want to face people don't want to face any suffering. And and you know we're going to have to suffer. That's part of life. You know you got to deal with it. You know what's funny, Mark? Uh, I was raised by my grandmother, my mother, my, my grandmother, my grandfather. I was around all those people, and they were all depression people. Everyone, my grandmother could make every part of a chicken. I don't even know. The chicken was gone. It was like armor. You know, you, you didn't hear anything but the cluck. It was insanity. She could make chicken. and uh, I never heard my grandmother say, I'm anxious. I have anxiety. I'm depressed. Uh, you notice how all those people who went through the depression, who grew up making socks, uh, soup out of socks, they never were anxious. Let Listen to these kids. And I say this including, you know, my generation of kids and the rest of it. I'm anxious. I have anxiety. I'm stressed out. Because this country, along with one other, are the only countries on the planet in which pharmaceutical companies can advertise a feel-good pill. And they have been doing it since the 60s when they yeah. were giving quaaludes to housewives. We've been overthrown. Hey, Sean, to last, point. Point. Yeah. Last, last point, my daughters are always saying, they're always saying, Oh, I'm so bored right now. Well, I look at him and I go, well, what you, well you know what? You're boring for saying that you're bored. Get <laughs> off your butt and do something. Only boring people are bored. I'm not kidding you. That's how That's I grew right. up. You're bored. Well, then go clean something. Go do something. You never wanted to say you were bored around my grandfather, my mother. That meant I was working. And I think my wife grew up with them, too, because if I say I'm bored at the house, that's all I got to do. Next thing you know, I'm changing light bulbs and air conditioning filters and the rest of it. And it's really our fault. Because we swayed a little bit from the old ways. I'm lucky enough to be a jerk. I didn't want to be my kids' friends. And it's funny now. I hear them argue, and I'm glad I was a jerk. Thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate the call. All right, Sean. See you. Bye. And when it comes to the topic of doctors telling your kids that they need to take all these pills that will make them feel better and simultaneously are abortion pills. Simultaneously, they got to take vaccines so they don't get sexually transmitted disease. That's another one I lost my mind. I always go back to who created this whole thing. Why are we here? And her name is Margaret Sanger, notable racist. Actually spoke to the Klan, gave a little, little interview to the Klan, a little description. She also spoke to uh, Mike Wallace, who is the reason you know Chris Wallace's name, or he'd be selling me insurance on a rent-a-car. I found this to be very interesting. Do you believe in sin? When I say believe, I don't mean and believe in committing sin. Do you believe there is such a thing as a as sin? Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just mark when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin that people can can commit. But sin in the ordinary sense that we regard it, do you believe or do you not believe? Well, what? What would they be? Do you believe that infidelity is a sin? Well, I don't. Do you believe that she said that about human humanity? That if your parents are convicts, you have no you have no right to be human. That's why we're here. Evil, justifiable homicide. They hide behind the word abortion. This is who created it: an evil, murdering, racist pig. Margaret Sanger. I'll be back after this. 
Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Good pick, kid. So when you're discussing things with these kind of people who call themselves Democrats, you're dealing with these kind of people who, in good conscience, steal from other humans, from other Americans, feel that they have right to use the word entitled, entitled. It explains so much of the philosophy. And when you listen to the arguments, the justification of words that they hide behind, I think like this. Here, right. Senator Warren also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called uh, crisis pregnancy centers outnumber genuine abortion clinics by three to one. She said, good, good. And they use words like abortion, safe abortion. And you realize who was the founder of Planned Parenthood was a racist pig that would say, do you believe in sin? When I say believe, I don't mean and believe in committing sin. Do you believe there is such a thing as a as sin? Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world. I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world. That have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things, just marked when they're born. That, to me, is the marked greatest. Marked when they're born? Marked with what? That's how she justifies her open racism. That's why they put the plan. When I say they, I mean the Democrat mafia. That's why they hide. They put them in where? Where do they put them? In minority neighborhoods because they share her racism. They think people are marked from birth. That humanity doesn't have value. It explains so much. Even the tragedy in Highland Park, the tragedy, all the attention by government. And then you see the different kind of character between the people. Same people who advocate for abortion. What kind of abortion? Safe abortion. What the hell is a safe abortion? A DNA procedure is a blind abortion. So picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you this put down on the table next to you. So called. Reach in again, pull again, pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you. And use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations, you just successfully performed a second trimester Dini abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. And what do these roaches want to do? What do they want to do? They want to make this happen more without recognizing exactly what it is. The greatest evil on the planet as we speak. And who sells it? As women walk into the centers believing they'll get abortions, instead, they try to talk women out of it. She calls it a bait and switch. They are giving it over to people who wish them harm, and that has to stop. We need to put a stop to that in Massachusetts right now. You think this is a political party? This isn't a political party. This is a satanic cult, and that's who promotes it. But what are they? 
You just heard from a woman who for 30 years told everyone she was an Indian so she didn't have to pay her tuition, this scum that she is, because her and Chuck Connors have high cheekbones. You hear the vice president threaten to use federal lands to commit the greatest genocide in humanity since the Soviet Union, socialism, Nazism. The other pillar of the philosophy of the American Democrat. You want to know what's wrong with America? It's the fracking Democrat scum. Fascists though they be. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me. I find this to be astonishing. Obesity in America is responsible for 300,000 deaths annually. 2020, gunshots responsible for 45,222. So to be lectured to by a 5'2", 400-pound necklace fat slob, about guns, I find offensive, especially when they have butter on their hands. Not a callous, never couldn't lift his shoes if he had to. He has servants do it. His name is J.B. Jelly Belly Pritzker. If that's not bad enough, we've got the scarecrow, Joe Biden, man surrounded by Secret Service, heavily armed for the bulk of his corrupt life. He, too, wants to lecture people on protecting themselves. So I wanted to get an expert. Mike Hammond is the Gun Owners of America Chief Legal Counsel, and he, too, wants to chime in on this. Mike, thank you for joining me. Hello, Sean. Hello, Chicago. How are you, buddy? How are you? I, uh, I, I, I am wallowing in the stupidity and corruption of Democrat policies that make no sense from females that have male pattern baldness and dress like a detective from 1933 <laughs> to a fat slob who looks like a beanbag with a pumpkin on it, telling me what my unalienable rights are and how I'm not entitled to them. They make sense only in terms of the Democrats accomplishing their political objectives. They don't make sense as a result of policy. I mean, I could have told you from New York and the Buffalo shooting to the Highland Park shooting that uh, what was motivating every single shooter you had a sort of a demented group of kids uh, who finally found out from uh, having their uh, predecessors' pictures played on the front page of the New York Times, finally found out, aha, now I know how I get my 15 minutes of fame. And, and sure enough, the press and the liberal media and everyone drove them into into engaging in these horrific acts, uh, you know, uh, the one instance that I know of in the last four weeks in which a shooter has not succeeded in in killing large numbers of people was Charleston, West Virginia, in which there was a good girl with a gun uh, yeah. who was able to 
take out the shooter before he could kill anyone. I mean, it turns out that the gun control laws of New York and Chicago are actually what allowed these shooters uh, to uh, shoot up the place without fear of anyone firing back, and which uh, encouraged them to do so. When facts, history, and logic are the argument of the free man, the man seeking liberty, speaking Americanism, is losing, how do you combat the stupidity of the citizen who willfully turns himself into a slave to the politician, the ironic fat slob politician, proving himself to be incompetent in a city where in July alone there's been a 100 people shot, when you tally the kind of carnage that happens, it is greater than Ukraine, where we are sending billions of dollars. And in every Democrat stronghold, this is the case. Why in the world are there still Democrats left in America? Well, the, the Democrats are left in America because they have a uh, monopoly on the loudspeaker system. The people, particularly in Washington, uh, listen to the New York Times, listen to CNN, listen to these crazy, lying weasels uh, spouting propaganda every day of the week. And, the, and that's, that's what they believe. You are the chief legal counsel. Yet yes. we still are making the same argument. I cannot be indicted for the illegal actions of another. It is exactly the opposite of the, of, of the principle of freedom. Yet here we sit in Chicago. I'm not there, but the Chicago citizen, the Illinoisan, who has to jump through every hoop they can come up with to be an honest, legal advocate for his own Second Amendment. Yet the criminal could give a rip about laws. Their entire existence is about breaking laws. Why are so many citizens willing to be victims? I, 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 I know I keep asking you different versions of the same question, but you have to understand, we have history, fact, logic. I don't understand how they could get up there and pretend to build a utopia when all they've been doing is wrong, inaccuracies, and bald-faced lies. It's a dystopia, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, the citizens in most states are not taken in by these laws. There are 25 states in America, and uh, I have sort of led the effort to create the uh, template for uh, this legislative trend. There are 25 states in America that uh, are constitutional carry states, and that is that say to their citizens, you can carry a gun on the street for self-protection without getting the permission of the government. And there are 19 states in the country, Illinois included, uh, that, uh, that have laws which say uh, if someone who doesn't like you wants to call a judge, uh, guess what? Uh, there will be a legal proceeding in which you won't participate, but at 3 o'clock in the morning, a SWAT team will arrive at your home, unbeknownst to you, and if you're lucky, they'll confiscate your guns and ransack your house. If you're really unlucky, you'll be like uh, a you'll man in Ferndale, Maryland, a 62-year-old black man who was shot to death. 
uh, by skittish police in the middle of the night. So, I mean, there, there are two templates. There's the template of free America, and there's the template of slave America. And tragically, uh, too many of the people in Chicago are in the slave America template. You know, Mike, um, it's really something to watch with this horrific tragedy, and it was a horrific tragedy in Highland Park. And you realize the attention politically. I mean, within hours, Mike, they released, they took the leash off law enforcement. They said, go get this son of a dog, and they did. It was amazing. It was amazing. And you realize that just 10 miles away, if that, is Chicago, and those citizens do not get that luxury because they are not politically connected. You see today that the Department of Justice head, who I believe looks like a ferret, his name is Merrick Garland, he is from that area. That area is a very wealthy, very big Democrat donor area. It is getting the full force of the Democrat political army. Yet those people who depend and vote election after election for Democrats, who wallow in those ghettos, they don't even get their names spoken. It's an atrocity that is almost undeniable. Do you think in the face well, of this obvious corruption, we you, stand a chance of winning? You can do some things. Uh, I was, I like to think that I was fairly instrumental in keeping Merrick Garland off the United States Supreme Court. Uh, uh, there were law professors who were saying at the time that Obama nominated him, March of 19, or March of 2016. Uh, uh, oh, he's good on guns. He's a conservative. He's a moderate. I, I led the charge in saying he's voted wrong on every Second Amendment case he's ever decided. He's a crazy, loony liberal. And I mm. succeeded in keeping him off the Supreme Court. Uh, I, I wasn't alone, but I like to think, think I played a major role. Now, had he gotten that seat and Neil Gorsuch had not gotten the seat, who knows what would have happened in the series of cases that came down at the end of the session. Who knows what John Roberts would have done if he was not the sixth conservative vote but rather was a fifth liberal vote. I mean, that guy would sell his soul for a uh, loaf of bread. So Mike, I can't uh, help but it's notice. possible to make a difference at the margins, and I think it's possible to uh, retrieve this country. I can't help but notice you have a little bit of an accent, but you'll have to forgive me. I am the king of accents. I have the biggest one. Where oh, what you... accent do I have? I don't know. I'm going to ask you, where exactly are you from? I am from Kansas City. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little insight because what Merrick Garland represents is the Illinois-Chicago Democrat Mafia. And the thing is that we go through this every election cycle, and it happened with Rahm Emanuel, it happens with Lori Lightfoot, it happened with the, the, the Punchline Daly's family and the rest of it. They always say that. Oh, they're, they're a conservative, as if... Um, they understand the principles of what the conservative is supposed to mean, which is conserving the Americanism, the unalienable rights the country was founded on. But they do something that's diabolical, and they call themselves liberal. And when you and I listen, to, when I listen to you, you're a lawyer. You're the liberal. You don't want to force anybody to do anything. I'm the liberal. We've allowed this fascistic mafia of corruption called the Democrats 
to use this word as a shield, isn't this a big part of our problem when you and I are the real liberals? Yeah, uh, there is the fact that the liberals, uh, the the Democrats, uh, if you will, have uh, used semantics, uh, but things like bump stocks, things like uh, assault rifles, uh, you know, things like weapons of war, they've used semantics, and they've used it with the help of the compliant media in order to try to shape people's thinking. And the one thing we can do is refuse to use their terminology. I, I refuse to, and I appreciate that. Mike, you know, it's funny. We left, what, $83 billion worth of weapons, mainly assault weapons, in uh, Afghanistan. What are the shootings in Afghanistan compared to the city of Chicago? Yeah, I would, I, I would rather be, uh, as little as I would want to be in Afghanistan, yeah. I would rather be in Afghanistan than Southside Chicago, and yeah. I think I would probably have a much, much, much better chance of coming out alive. And I'll tell you this, I think the prospects of your real estate in both Iraq and Afghanistan, two countries we destroyed and then abandoned, I think the, the, the projection of real estate values in those countries are far better than a condo on the south side of Chicago, which you could buy for pretty much a pair of Tom McCann shoes. I uh, cannot thank you enough for putting up the fight. The name of the group is the Gun Owners of America. And uh, I understand you have 300,000 members. How does one go about becoming a member of the Gun well, Owners? Well, I mean, we claim uh, 2 million members. Uh, it depends oh. on whether you look at the people who get our alerts and who will send letters pursuant to our uh, suggestion uh, or the people who give us uh, uh, lots of money. But uh, you can join Gun Owners of America by logging on to our website at gunowners.org. Uh, That's gunowners, G-U-N-O-W-N-E-R-S, period, O-R-G. Mike, now that we know that um, obesity kills four times the amount of people as guns, do you think maybe we should take the offensive position of going under Big Mac control? What do you think? Well, that's, that's not wholly true. That's not wholly true. It turns out... The uh, uh, $45,000 number you cited, it's by and large a number that the Giffords organization has dredged out of its, uh, some part of its body. Uh, A fairly large number of those people are are suicides. Right. Uh, A large number of those people are accident victims. Uh, There may be maybe 12,000 or fewer that are actually homicide victims, victims that you think of as gun, uh, gun uh, crime victims, where people uh, point a gun at someone and pull the trigger. Yeah. So I like uh, to beat you, them with their own exaggerated numbers. I'll take their exaggeration, and I'll still win the argument. You know why, Mike? Because I espouse the principles of liberty and Americanism just like you, just like the gun owners of America. Mike Hammond? I really depend on lawyers like you putting up the fight for the <laughs> principles of Americanism. I'm serious. I think it's wonderful. Please keep it up. Please come back on the next obvious atrocity committed by the Democrat Mafia, will you? Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. AM 560, the answer. 
I'm telling you, we got to run with this bone. More than 3 million Americans need emergency medical treatment for their fat slobbedness called obesity. 300,000 of these Pritzker workout fanatics die every year from stuff in their fat faces. And guns are the problem? I say we go after that fat control. Let's get these chubby bastards up and moving around. We could solve our infrastructure. We could solve Jose and Cicero. Get your fat ass up. Lay some of that high-speed rail. Come on, boys. You want to run with fascism? Let's shove it down their fat throats. In some cases, no neck. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hi, Sean. I've been listening to the show uh, all night. and uh, You're supposed to. I have a question to. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. 88%, you said 88% of the people say we're moving in the wrong direction in, in the country. So that means, if I look at it, that means 12% say we're moving in the right direction. Uh-huh. Who is the 12%? And Union members tell me, and contract owners who are in the government schemes. The Democrats haven't did one thing to help the people in this country uh, move forward and get better. Ooh. So can you tell me... One thing that they've done to make our lives better? Because I can't think of one thing. I can, Rich, and you're wallowing in it. Your neighbors, your area, your county is full of people who benefit benefit from the dumb, the, 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 the Democrat mafia. Benefit tremendously. You know, Rich, obviously you're an honest man. But if you were not, if you had one of those phony baloney government jobs, you'd retire like you were worth $3.5 million. That's what Joe Biden is out promoting right now. And what he doesn't want the rest of the people to know is they are the true one percenters. And they are the true problem in this country in which you're stripping away all of the assets of the honest people to pay for this mystical, magical, higher class of society. What makes them a higher class? They are the connected few to the organized syndicate called government. That's the answer to both your questions. So if you want to fight it, you need to circumvent their lies with fact. For instance, I, I agree. It's terrible when people uh, you know, die young for an avoidable circumstance, especially obesity. Let's get that Pritzker up and about. I want him in a velvet jogging suit right down to Dan Ryan, where it's better to jog than, than drive, and the speed is the exact same. David, on the 294, traffic's a bear. There was a shooting. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Thompson, remember what I always say about you, you are the sharpest knife in the drawer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're the first. Thank you very so, much. So here's, what I want to tell you. so here's what I want to tell you the next time you talk about marijuana and its usage is that one of the few countries that allows legal marijuana usage is North Korea. No heroin, no barbiturates, no uh, needles or anything else or cocaine, but marijuana is cheaper in North Korea than cigarettes. Honest to truth. But that's oh. not why I called. If you, want to work with, if you want to work with a statistic, and I'm surprised that the, the attorney you had on earlier didn't mention it, uh, I told your screener, is that if you go back to the Department of Justice FBI statistic and you break down murders in this country with firearms, it's approximately 16,500 people murdered with guns. He said 12. Uh, in, in, in 2019, 2019 the, the, the last date that's fully reported properly to the FBI. And of the 16,500 uh, gun murders in this country, uh, the number of them that were committed with any type of a rifle, from a 22 to a deer rifle to an AR-15 to an, uh, you know, was 
less than 370 people in a year. Well, it does explain why they want to go after the rifles, because they like to look busy and accomplish nothing. You know what would be interesting, David? And I'm going to put you on this mission, and your pay, because I am a capitalist, will be one of my T-shirts. Here is... (laughs) Here is going, but I'm not going to give it to you. He called me back with the information because Squirrel Hands is too busy, and I'm mad at him because uh, the, the, the Vice President Nooner drove past his car yesterday, and he did not give her the finger, which I think is a mistake. But anyway, <laughs> I want to find out of those people who are murdered due to gun violence, how many are located in a Democrat-run municipality? That is the stat I can, that I want. I can answer that for you partially. I can partially answer that. If from the, now, this is my independent research, not from the FBI or the Department of Justice. It appears that uh, in 2019, will I sleep the year, of that 16,500 gun murders, from my research, two-thirds of them are gang-related. So why don't we just say two-thirds of them are in Democratic-held uh, territories? I like that, but I want to be more sure. You're not going to get a T-shirt with that weak answer, but I am going to give you time. Oh, you will okay. call back tomorrow. I'll Come work. on. I didn't, I didn't get here because I give this I stuff probably- away. Thank you very much, David. Tom in Deer Park. He's a libertarian who hates liberty. Hey, Sean, that was a very nice interview you had. Uh, Appreciative. Uh, Gun Owners of America is, I would say, more extreme than the NRA, but less grifty on members of both. And hopefully you can continue to have excellent uh, people like that on, specifically Salem's Cam Edwards. Steve Gutowski and Tommy Gresham. Keep up the good work. Oh, look at that. See, you abuse him enough, he comes around. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Love it. Is this the one that was in Goodfellas? Yeah. This song is in good folks in the bar. Toxic masculinity, that's the phrase, right? You know what I've decided about this mafia? They're toxic cowardice. They are fracking cowards, man. Afraid of everything. That's how all totalitarianisms take over nations. They get the cult of safety. These stupid son of dogs will ignore all the corruption, all the obvious fraud, and they will just continue to give away other people's assets. I'll get to your call, so hang on. But I want you to hear this. I said three and a half weeks ago, Russia won that that war. Now we're just giving money to the oligarchs that bribed Joe Biden and the Democrats. That's where all this fracking money's going, and nobody even gives a rip. Any oversight? Nah, we don't want any of that. It's like the Jane Byrne. How's that going on? I think they just hit a strike there. What's that thing going to go for 30 years to build a freaking ramp? You morons. On Ukraine, um, Russia just captured its first full Ukrainian territory since Crimea in 2014. Is the United States and its allies going to push an an enhanced response um, to the capture of Luhansk? An enhanced response, meaning? Come on, KJP. (laughs) Whatever you guys would be willing to do. He's asking if you're going to send more than the thousands of Americans that are already there that you're trying to run cover for, Sideshow Bob with your head that looks like it threw up. And, and seeing Russia take over this, um, the largest territory since Crimea. Yeah. So, you know, I was asked this question yesterday, and basically, uh-huh. you know, we have said for months that uh, the fighting in the Donbass uh, could be prolonged or protracted. There is no fighting. They're selling apples already. They lost the war three weeks ago. Good thing that the constituents who believe you're actually a political party rather than a crime syndicate 
They don't really give a rip. They'll believe anything comes out of your stupid head. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you, kid? Good. You're doing a good job out there. You should tell us. You're holding back, I think. You should tell us how you really feel. No, I'm you trying. Know? I, I, I have to make that New Year's resolution. I'm just holding back too much. I uh, think so. Uh, you know, here's something I heard. My wife was telling me she's here retired, and she's listening to the radio, and she heard on Mike Dennis Prager, rather, that John Hinckley is given Sebastian Gorka, that uh, John Hinckley is giving advice on gun control and how to deal with these kooks with guns. (laughs) Who is John Hinckley to tell anybody anything? A guy who almost killed President Reagan and really wounded Jim Brady for life. Not only is John Hinckley a Democrat apparatchik and always was, John Hinckley is like looking into a crystal ball of this piece of dung that killed those innocent people in Highland Park. He'll be out just like John Hinckley. He may even be younger. And in the meantime, you'll be poorer. Because this isn't about any kind of control. What they don't want anyone to know is they can't control Jack. They just are using their fascism to cover for their corruption. That's what they don't want. John Hinckley is the example of why Democrats shouldn't make decisions. Dave and Wheaton. Hey, Sean. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah. Missed you every minute. <laughs> I've been transitioning from my pistol to my rifle. Uh, anyway, Democrats are the biggest gun owners. I mean, they're the biggest hypocrites. But Eddie Burke had 26 guns taken off him, wasn't it? 26? Eddie and Burke, during the well, pandemic. He, he had all those guns and the security team? Because, you know, he's still got yeah. that security force, right? He's still got those morons. And, yeah, you are. You want to be a gangster, be a gangster. Don't get one with a pension. Driving him around like he was Don Corleone. Still got him. And they, he only had him for 35 years. You know why? That's the closest they could get to a ghost job. The guys with real Democrat club who don't even bother to go in. It's a one giant scam. All they are is hypocrites. But you can't figure it out. You've got a jobless moron who's wets himself on a daily basis in $3,500 suits talking about how he cares about the poor. And the Democrat morons will still nod and vote Democrat, just like the ones in the ghettos in Chicago who can't look at what we're living through in real time and see where government attention really goes and how fast you can solve the murderers by unleashing the police force rather than corrupting them. But there's no long time uh, longevity in voter corruption there. Thank you very much, Dave and Wheaton. Don't take so long. Transitioning. Let's go to Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean, I just wanted to, you know, you were talking about the, the fat asses and, yeah. you know, that's that's the reason the COVID numbers were so high between the old people and the... And the 80%, of 82% of all COVID deaths were clinically obese. But to your point, Dave, right now today, COVID cases in the United States of America, as we talk right now with all of the Pfizer trillions of dollars, all of the force, all of the people that have been fired because they knew that the, uh, the Pfizer numbers were corrupted and it was a lie, 101,047 people have COVID in America today. One year ago, it was 18,372. Now, unless you went to Chicago Public School, you realize that's an abysmal failure. That's in America hey, today. I- 312 deaths today. One year ago, 197. How's it going? The Pfizer vaccine. And it does explain 
why nobody wants to release the medication that all these shooters are on. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a lot of news, a difference. Huh? Brought to you by Pfizer. Of- CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Hey, whatever you do, don't release the Pfizer and other big pharma medication, all of these Democrat sympathizing shooters were on. Ah, you better keep a lid on that. I mean, if you can get these loyal step-and-fetch Democrats to keep voting for you, even as they live through the corruption of watching where your attention goes to your campaign contributors in Highland Park versus the ghettos, you don't want them to really put two and two together. They might realize that the 28000 they're spending on gangbangers to pretend to go to school, that's a payoff to teacher unions too. 312. 642-5600. Sharon, your first one. I get back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. You know, this is... I love this book. Love them. All right, time to get to business. We'll listen to music after the show. This is the fastest show on talk radio. There's bar none. Sharon, DuPage County. Hey, Sean. Uh, I'm just wondering, you know, talking about the big pharma and the, and the pot industry and how much is being pushed on the kids and adults. Um, did you ever read Brave New World? Huxley. You kidding me? Huxley, I love yes. that son of a gun. I know. I you know, that was fact, written almost 100 years ago, like 90-some years ago he wrote I that. still watch him. You can still find him on YouTube and Rumble. can't find me on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Rumble. And um, it's amazing how he, it's like he was looking into a crystal ball. It's exactly, exactly what we've gone through, this dystopia of fascism, and it will be called for by the people. And, you know, it's funny, uh, Sharon, I was in O'Hare this morning, and you see the people who are willing slaves, and they walk around, they put the, the mask on their kids and all the rest of it. And you see the ones who are resistant to the lies in the face of fact of the government, and they walk around proud as a peacock without. It's a very interesting observation. And then you see the difference in the way they interact with their kids and everything. We've mm-hmm. taught ideological slavery to our kids. We've allowed them to be indoctrinated because we had the, uh, the uh, what is it called now, uh, uh, toxic uh, uh, masculinity? Masculinity, yeah. I say, no, 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 no. It's, it's, no. it's toxic cowardice. And you've had a nation be, in, be infiltrated with toxic cowardice, a nation that was built on, ironically, bravery, as we just celebrated the birth of a nation that fought off the strongest military on the planet with pitchforks. It's fascinating. Fascinating. But it does explain well, so know, much, Sharon. It does. And you know what? It's funny. I'm in my 70s. And uh, sometime recently, months ago, I went in for a checkup. And there was a sign in the doctor's office. And I don't remember exactly. But it was something to the effect that adults in their 60s and older take an average of six pills or more a day. Yeah. I take I take zero and I'm in my, you know, eat healthy, you, you exercise, you take care of yourself. That's all. Sharon, I, you know I what's have funny? a prescription for a nose spray when I have allergies. That's it. Go to these European countries. I mean, I'll use Italy because that's where my half of my family is from. 
They take nothing. They live in mm -hmm. their 90s. They never took anything. They don't even go to doctors mm -hmm. because they have socialist health care. It sucks. And they all eat fresh food every day. They don't take all of the drugs. They don't listen to them. And, and they live longer than Americans. It's funny with yep. all of our modern technology. You realize people are dying younger. And it has nothing to do with yep. the Fauci-invested flu. It has to do with the big pharma corruption, which has turned these and American... You know what? They're zombies. That's, zombies. That's my husband and I, our, our parents grew up on farms. They were, you know... Yeah. Many, many years ago. But that's what you learned. You went out to the garden. You, now, we yeah. can't do it in the city, but you can at least try to eat healthy and yeah. look at You don't want a lot of preservatives. You get fresh fruit and vegetables yeah. as much as you can, and that's all you got to do. Well, Sharon, you know, I love the call. I love the call. Big Pharma did worse for the country than just Viagra, which did its damage. As you could see, these gangster Democrats like Ed Burke with his pocket full of Viagra's $10 whore. And I don't just mean the one that's the Supreme Court justice. Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. Greetings, Sean. I got, uh, because I'm a little uh, PO'd, I'm going to give some cheap shots at uh, some of the powers that be. For the uh, city of Highland Park, after listening to some of the politicals there, uh, I think they should change the name to uh, Carmen's La Femme de K9. All right. And the cheap shot for uh, those who are supporting gun control, ask them if they're engaged in activities that would make them afraid of encountering the next Ellie Nessler. I say we go after Big Mac control. Let's spin it in our head. Let's really hit them where it hurts. And they're big, fat asses. I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.